This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, and thanks for listening to your tech report. Before we dive into this episode... If you aren't already subscribed to the podcast or haven't given us a five-star review, do you mind doing that? It helps us to bring you great new content just like this every single week. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Thank you guys for being with us each and every single week. If you're not following along, do follow along. It is at Your Tech Report. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel lately, you're going to want to head over there because this next company that we're going to be talking to, I featured their product in a YouTube video, and that company is Benji Lock by Hampton. On with us now is the executive chairman of Hampton Products, Kim Kelly. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be here, and it's great to be with your audience this morning. It's great to have you, and it's also great to have Robbie Cabral, who is the founder and creator of Benji Lock itself. Robbie, welcome to Your Tech Report. Hey, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it for having us today. So, Robbie, let, let's start with you for a second here, because you created this product way back when. Give us a little bit of the backstory so we can get an idea of where the idea of Benji Lock came. Well, I, I will tell you the truth, the uh, straightforward truth. I never really... Uh, thought of inventing a product, but sometimes uh, life will put you in, in certain situations. And in this case, uh, I got laid off from work in the worst time of the year. It was uh, 2014 around December. And in the same time that I got laid off, the same day my youngest daughter, Livia, was born. And so I guess through that transition, I won't lie to you personally, I got depressed and and got overweight because my whole family lives in Dominican Republic. And I felt like, wow, you know, my wife is a teacher. She's going back to work in a month or so. Now I'm, I'm, I'm at home stuck with three little kids. And what do I do next? So I decided, you know, just to do better for myself and started walking around. Uh, there's a park here called the Rose Bowl. It's known for the footballs and games and all that. So I started walking there every day. And, and one day I decided to go to the local gym here. And I noticed that some guy left the key inside the locker and then the uh, general manager had to come in. He had to bull cut the lock, put a drill. And I'm seeing a lot of people at the same time going through to, to, to try to get his key. And I'm like, wow. And I'm looking at all of this in front of me and I'm like, how come there's just not a lock that you can open with your fingerprint, but also with a traditional key, just simple, just keep it simple like that. And that's kind of how the Benji lock idea started. Now, how do you go from an idea like that from someone who's not, you know, you never thought of inventing or creating a product. How do you go from from that point in your life to actually bringing a physical product to the market? Because there's a lot that goes on in between those two things. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, even before uh, now, what you're seeing now is the final take of the product. But uh, that first couple of three years trying to create a prototype, I knew that um, I'm not the best at doing something, but I have the idea. So how do we make it happen? So started searching about, you know, you have to get a product developer, you have to get someone that helps you with design. And so I kind of assemble a little team, kind of like back in the day when I used to have a band that, you know, I can sing, but I don't know how to play drums. Uh, I know how to play a little bit of guitar, but I don't know piano. So I kind of knew that you have to assemble a team to kind of help you out. It's kind of like the Avengers in a way. Um, so in, 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 the sen- in the same way of, you know, like uh, I knew that I had to create a pattern uh, because I knew if, if bigger companies already had the product, there was just no point of me of wasting my time and energy and money uh, 
the little that I had, you know, to try to make this happen. So uh, three years into it, created a, a prototype. It worked, uh, proof of concept. And so I decided to unveil it the first time at that 2017 CES, which was kind of like the first time I showcased this product. And, and thank, thank, thank you to the platform and myself just being very energetic and all that. Just, just true to myself, uh, the product really, uh, you know, created a lot of eyeballs from retailers to investors to, thank God, the casting call there at the Shark Tank as well. Um, so then kind of from there, now the beauty of, of the Hampton partnership that helps us now take that proof of concept, and, and Kim will tell you more of that. I mean, it is hard to build a product, and now you take it to market, so... Kim, I mean, you, I mean, Hampton as a brand has been around since 1973. You know, when Dale Hampton launched his company, it was, it was about locks. So when it comes to a lock, there's no other brand that I think anybody could, could possibly think of to marry with a product like the Benji lock. What was it that caught your attention in the first place? And what was it that Hampton lent to the, the product cycle that brought it to market? Those are great questions. When we met Robbie in uh, 2017 at CES, we were astounded by the fact that uh, somebody who had no experience in padlocks was able to come up with not only a very creative uh, keyed and fingerprint opening padlock that was very secure, but he won the innovation award that year as an individual. And, you know, we're thinking, why didn't we think of this? Uh, <laughs> you know, we've built over a billion, 500 million different security devices uh, in our company's history. And yet, Robbie on his own not only created this phenomenal product and was able to secure uh, a number of patents which were already issued by the time he showed up on Shark Tank, but um, but he had a patent that we found to be really scalable. In fact, a couple of different patents that were scalable, meaning we could take it far beyond Robbie's original idea, which was the keyed padlock, which was principally for uh, gym lockers and uh, uh, some indoor applications, we could take that idea and expand it pretty significantly across a host of different products. And, and that has happened because, you know, uh, since since that time, if you look at the, the Benji Lock lineup, and uh, Robbie, walk us through the different products that are available now. I mean, I have, I've tested the bike lock, I've tested the sports lock, but there's also a TSA version that obviously is TSA approved. Um, I mean, the, the, a lot of goes into the process of making those. And then there's, um, you know, the, our homes, you know, our homes are a sacred entry point, you know, whether it be the front door or a garage door. So for anybody to want to put anything other than a traditional keyed lock on there, you have to gain their trust. And I think that the Hampton name really lends that trust element to what you're doing. I think if without that Hampton element, people are going to look, okay, Benji Lock, this is interesting, but how do I trust this brand? And then you see a brand like Hampton on top of it. And I think that really lends to, you know, the credibility, honestly. Exactly. No, I mean, uh, you know, like, like I told you that Creating a proof of concept is great. You know, you have that original prototype, it's great. But then now, how Kim said, how do you scale it from, you know, that proof of concept prototype to the sign of manufacturing? Uh, and there's a lot that goes to it from testing to, you know, consumer survey first, that first kind of iteration of the product and see how it's working in the consumer's hand and all that. Then take that feedback. And if you have any issue with the product, then go back to manufacturing and try to fix it to, I mean, so it is a lot of hard work that, you know, probably a lot of inventors or people that create don't think that, you know, let me just license the technology and just sit down and that's it. Not really. I mean, I work 24 seven. I'm, I'm working at home. I still work from home. 
Uh, but I feel like if you're very passionate about something, you have to always keep keep at it. So, I mean, the beauty of the relationship has been has been great because now that traditional lock that is for the gyms, you have the travel lock that is for, you know, TSA approved. Uh, I'm hopeful that now with the vaccines rolling and all that, maybe hopefully everything starts going back to normal. So that 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 will be a great hit for us. And I mean, it, it's great, especially now, you know, we're bike riding every day and now you have the, the new bike lock, which is basically the same fingerprint and traditional key and and again it all goes back to thanks to the to hampton products because now we're building also a door lock that is available for your home fingerprint key uh so i mean uh, i feel like the technology is gonna be uh super cool going forward now for those who are listening who aren't you know uh, you know i didn't have hands-on time like i did not only are these excellently built but um you know you could store up to 10 fingerprints which isn't necessarily a single person so you could share it with other people in your household or if you happen to go to a gym with someone in your bubble um then you could you could you could obviously share it with them and, and load their fingerprints as well as we said the, the tsa has the tsa key so people can get into it if you're traveling um i i see so many so many uses for this i cannot wait till the snow melts and i could take my electric bike out and actually start using the benji lock because that's one of those things that i hadn't bought a lot uh, bought, uh, bought a lock for yet because i wanted to make sure that i was getting something that was secure enough for something you know a two thousand dollar bike when i'm out there so now i've been you know riding with people and say just watch it don't move until i come back out with that drink and such um you know kim on the, on the hampton side of things how does this fit into the i guess the dna of of hampton as a company because you guys built as you said billions of products. I mean, where does it fit into the DNA and where do you take the, the patents and the partnership? Where do you take it from here? We're scaling it as quickly as we can, Mark. And, and what you said earlier about um, <clears throat> the challenges that an entrepreneur has, Robbie had patents. He had an idea. He had perfected one sample that worked. He spent an awful lot of time on it. And unlike so many inventors uh, with whom we come into contact, Robbie stayed engaged as we went through the development process, which was a real give and take uh, iterative process as we perfected the security. There are a couple of different ways to come at uh, developing security hardware products. Uh, one is to be a technology company that tries to figure out how to make the security hardware. We believe that we've got a, a much more reliable platform because we have already developed the security hardware products. We know how to make them. We make over 500 different kinds of padlocks. We make hundreds of different types of door locks, both residential and commercial, and we make bike locks. Uh, so building the technology into those already secure products was a pretty straightforward process for us. It, it was not quick by any stretch of the imagination. And Robbie was really patient as we worked through the different um, steps of the development process to make sure that we fully integrated his technology and his patents into products that would be really reliable for consumers. Consumers only want a couple of things for their lock, right? They, they want to get into it when it's locked and they want it to stay locked when they're not around. And we know how to do that. Building the technology into it, whether it's a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth technology or this fingerprint technology is a real challenge because we had to make sure that it was secure. We had to make sure that it was reliable and and fingerprint technology uh, for anybody who's kind of traveled through security or customs uh, at a border can be pretty wonky. Uh, it's uh, it's not always reliable and you know fingers tend to dry out, particularly in the winter. Um, 
And so those are things that we had to, um, to develop into the software to make sure that it was um, not so sensitive that uh, you had to be really, really, really precise in it, but, but um, flexible enough so that um, uh, only the owner's fingerprint would work on the sensor. So we did that. And, and the second thing is uh, there are a lot of technology products that are very lightweight. Uh, I think the um, uh, smartphone, uh, smart device users are working for ways to lightweight their products. The opposite is true with locks. Uh, people buy bologna and locks the same way. They buy it by the pound. <laughs> and, and if it weighs more, it must be really secure. And Robbie's locks weigh a lot. The luggage lock is obviously um, not as cumbersome as the gym locker lock. And the bike lock, as you felt and as you experienced in the review that you did a couple of weeks ago, is a really robust product. And given the fact that there are going to be somewhere between 100 and 125 million e-bikes sold in the next two to four years, um, is you know people are aging in place, so they want to go further uh, because they can't fly or travel anymore. People are riding their bikes to restaurants and uh, and dining outdoors, and they're going to want a place to. Uh, uh, connect their uh, helmets to the bike, uh, which the portable, uh, whether it's the TSA or the sport lock or the uh, or Robbie's gym locker lock uh, will accommodate that kind of an application. And then the bike lock, of course, uh, you can lock directly to um, anything around that uh, would accommodate a U-bar. They work. And, and as you've seen, uh, each of these locks has a key backup. So uh, if you if you do um, uh, want somebody else to open it um, because you don't want to enter their fingerprint or something like that, or you you just um, didn't have power available and you waited for a year or a year and a half to recharge your, your battery, uh, then there's a there's a key uh, that you can use as a backup. Uh, and that's all part of Robbie's patent. The same thing is true with uh, door locks. Uh, there are a whole lot of people who don't want um, to give up their key to the door lock. Um, uh, that's a uh, particularly to the extent that the door lock is keyed to other locks in the house that use the same key. Um, so Robbie's door lock uses a key. It's got a capacitive screen on the front of it, which is a fancy word for a, a t touch screen. Touch screen yep. uh, and then, um, of course, the fingerprint uh, sensor works on it. One of the most um, interesting things that we saw in our consumer research on that door lock is that uh, it's the first time that kids have actually raced to the front door to see who could put their fingerprint in first. <laughs> and, and then they end up holding the door open for parents. Uh, and it's almost like you've taught them to have manners because they wanted to show off that they got their first. You, you haven't uh, met my kids who slam the door in our faces and we have to type <laughs> our own code in afterwards. But uh, yes, no, but definitely um, it, it teaches them manners. Have you have you found, I mean, you've been with the company for, for quite some time, Kim. Have you found it um, a, a, an easy sell to adopt technological advancements like this that take a, you know, take what's traditionally a mechanical object and suddenly you're putting a batteries in it. Suddenly you're putting a lot of potential points of failure in it. Obviously, we've, we've passed that point and they're no longer points of failure. But I'm sure when introducing this, that's a big concern. You know, you're, you're taking something that's rock solid, you know, it's mechanical, it's rock solid. It works every single time in the climate, in every single climate, it, it works. And suddenly you're saying, OK, let's change this up. Let's make some room for a battery. Let's make that rechargeable. Let's add a, a charging port. These are a lot of points of, you know, water entry. And I mean, I can imagine that around a 
the table of, of people who have built these traditionally mechanical devices have a lot of skepticism when it comes to adding technology to these things? Those are great questions. And, and we spent a lot of time, Mark, talking with consumers about their concerns or the questions that they had uh, before we ended up finalizing the design of each one of these. The most important is, to your point, they still want to use a key. Um, there are some consumers who will want to use a key, but the notion that you could ultimately wean yourself from that and uh, just begin to use either a, a fingerprint pad or, um, or a digital keypad um, is something that people get used to. We're all going through the same thing uh, as we go from you know, the old rotary dial phones and push button phones to the smart devices that really aren't even just phones anymore. And so as, as the world uh, migrates to being increasingly comfortable with technology, uh, I think that the, the old traditional ways of, of using locks uh, will begin to um, kind of fade away as people actually look for uh, security that incorporates technology uh, beyond the mechanical technology. Yeah. Um, so every product that we designed was informed by all of the research that we did with the consumers, and they were really open about it and excited to talk about it. And frankly, as you might expect, um, you know, front door locks and padlocks uh, are, are not um, top of mind for most consumers. So there were a lot of people who thought long and hard about, well, yeah, I think I, I would I would accept that. I would like that. Uh, and then the the people who have gym lockers or school lockers, um, easy sell. Oh, that's that, right. yeah. boy, that's that's an easy sell. And of course, you know, for the younger generation, the new generation going through school right now, this was a no brainer because they didn't have to carry around a key. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, uh, to both of you, I mean, the, more than just obviously the the research and development, um, the distribution is a big point here of getting the Benji lock into retail locations is, um, you know, the biggest sell at this point, especially when you're talking about pandemic and things going on here. I'm guessing that, you know, uh, that Robbie got a, a, a nice, good helping from Hampton and when it came to actual distribution of the product, right? He did. So where can we find Benji lock today in retail locations? I know Amazon well, is one of the places we can grab the lock, but in traditional brick and mortar? Yeah, it's uh, in traditional brick and mortar. Uh, principally, Mark, we're selling it online. And it's been, uh, it's been a challenging sale. It's a very small package. And therefore, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people have said, boy, this is a really cool product. And some of the locks have walked out of the store uh, and the consumers haven't paid for them. Understood. <laughs> uh, so we had we had what the retailers euphemistically call a shrink. We had a pretty significant shrink issue uh, early on in our marketing. So we've uh, retooled the way that we're positioning the locks uh, in the stores. And there are a number of retail outlets that now, and you've seen them, particularly in the connected home products, yeah. where retailers are actually locking them up in the electronics department and then uh, selling them from there. But during the pandemic, where uh, an increasing number of people are uh, either not allowed to go into the stores or are reluctant to, and they're, they're buying online, uh, we've got a very significant presence uh, online with uh, Amazon, as you said, with Best Buy, with uh, Walmart, with Home Depot, with Lowe's, with most of the major big box retailers in the United States, including uh, the hardware stores like Ace Hardware and True Value and uh, uh, some of the other hardware retailers. It's um, it's a product that um, really lends itself well to 
feeling it because people want to feel the weight. Uh, and then uh, we've done uh, quite a bit of um, work on the rich content so that people when they're online can see uh, some videos that would reinforce how the products work uh, and they can rely on the security. So uh, the brick and mortar uh, placement has been a challenge. I'm not going to lie to you, uh, but we think we're uh, well on our way to figuring that out. Definitely, guys. Well, you know, I think so, too. I was going to uh, uh, plug into that. You know, the exciting thing about uh, Benji Lock 2 is that, you know, when I started the whole prototype and all that, even at CES, uh, people said, well, where can I buy this lock? You know, is it a hardware store? Is it, you know, and I said, well, that will take time, you know, and now that we're in the whole distribution process, now you're starting to see it. But the cool thing about it is that, and that's why I think it makes us completely different is that now, you know, people that don't think about buying a lock, they're actually able to buy a lock at a store like Beta or at a store like Urban Outfitters that is completely different from the yeah. normal uh, traditional way. But I think that's the beauty of the technology that now people are thinking about, wow, I actually need a lock for this or I need a lock for that. And, you know, it's interesting because the whole COVID uh, situation, you know, it's it's opened my eyes because I'm seeing my kids and 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 now I'm seeing a lot of gaming going on and, and some people use actually lockers for their games. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, Benji lock is a great fit for your gaming locker. You know, Benji lock is a, so it, so it, the, the pandemic, it's been tough for all of us, but I feel like there's a lot of really cool potential ahead uh, for the brand as well. So. Uh, it's exciting. And that's a perfect segue to bring you guys back on in a couple months and or, you know, whenever you have new products and stuff to announce, especially you, Kim, um, because it's a whole slew of uh, the other side of Hampton that we haven't touched upon because we're here talking about Benji Lock. And uh, for you guys out there, if you haven't checked it out, do check out our YouTube channel and you can see the video there. But also, you know, get, get your hands on the Benji Lock because, you know, the proof is always in the pudding. So uh, I always encourage people to get their hands on different products, especially like this. Uh, Robbie Cabral and Kim Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. I cannot wait to have you on again to talk more about all the products that you guys are innovating in. You bet, Mark. Thanks very much for having us today. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.